But I think a mentor, there's power in a mentor because a mentor has done what you're asking, you know, or you're trying to do and they're advising you and guiding you. And sometimes you don't want to hear it, but that's the point of a mentor. Yeah. And so where we kind of uh, differed on that, like I see a mentor of anything that can provide mentorship. And typically a mentor usually comes from someone that is close to being a peer of yours where they're giving you guidance on something that is in real time. But also, I also see as a mentor as a person that doesn't necessarily have skin in the game, whether or not they you succeed or not, right? So but for example, if I- are agreeing re- that it's a still a person? Well, I'm saying that a mentorship can come from many different ways. It, to me, it can come from, if I watch the Push podcast and I look at Eddie Janelle as mentors because I see what they're talking about, they talk to some of the problems that I'm going through and they give me guidance. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. Why are you talking in slow motion? This is Edward (laughs) Copeland. I refuse to give my name. I'm on a writer's strike. Okay. Well, anyways... Um, hi there. Hi. I don't know why every single time we start the podcast, you have to have some sort of commentary on why you don't want to say your name. Um, I, yeah, I don't you know either. You just have this like, you know, oh, people should know who I am. I, you know, you know how I am. Well, they're going to get turned off if it's their first time listening. They're you, like, that guy's kind of arrogant. You know how I am. I'm a, I'm a stubborn Taurus. Okay. What? I don't know. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> like, you ever been around someone? This happens all, like pretty often at, at like work and stuff where you do something and then people ask you, when's your birthday? And you go, oh, May. Um, yeah. Like they figured your shit out. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, you haven't figured me out because okay. I do all kinds of crazy things spontaneously. Why are you blinking so much <laughs> at me right what? now? <laughs> have you had too much caffeine? No. Okay. I have not. Um, that is one of my pet peeves, though. You touched on it when someone says, like, they do something, and then someone says, you know me. Yeah, you know I me. And I don't actually know you. Like, well, maybe I do know you, but you're using it in the context of, like, well, you know me. I'm always late. I'm like, I I, I, do I know that about you? Or <laughs> you know me. I hate, you know, curry. Right. I've never had curry with you. Like, I don't. I just find it so odd when people use that in their regular language. Well, you know me. I don't tolerate blah, 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 blah. I I didn't know that about you. But what's interesting, it, it usually they say it from a, like they talk about a flaw. Like, it's not like, you yeah. know, you know how me, you know, how you know how I am. I'm really great at this. Yeah. Right. You really, know me, my patience is. Yeah. Really, is it like this, like, you know, illuminating this yeah. amazing strength? It's usually like. My one of my flaws, and you know me, and so since you know me, I'm never going to change this thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, if you're a listener and you say you know me, I'm going to bet that most of the people you say that to, they don't know you like that, or they do know you, 
But you you probably need to change that whatever I, that behavior is. I just is. find that lots of people lately have been saying that to me. You know me, I don't miss a workout. I'm like, I I just met you at the gym. <laughs> I don't know actually anything about your workout routine. Like yeah. I just find that people are saying it a lot to me lately and I just want to correct them and be like, "Oh, with all due respect, I don't know you. Like mm. I don't know your habits like that." So it doesn't really apply. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So is that going to be your 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 stance going forward? You're going to say, "Oh no, I'm so sorry. I don't know you." But thank you for informing me of some of your habits and your struggles. I I think I say <laughs> I think my response is like, "Oh, good to know. I didn't actually know that." <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you shared um, yeah. these things. There yeah. you have it. So, I don't know. Do you have a what in the world? No, you said you did. So go ahead. Go well, ahead. I always have what in the world. Okay, but go ahead. we went on a date night the other night. Okay. <laughs> And we did. And um, where did we go? Uh, uh, Bestia. 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 In downtown LA. Nice restaurant. Really great food. And here's my question to the listeners. When you go to a restaurant and something's really good, do you share the food with someone at, you know, a table next to you who's a complete stranger? Because it happens to me often and I also share often. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Carissa and I were in New York and we ordered pasta from this really great little Italian place. And the people that were next to us to the left, I was like, that looks so good. Is that good? And they're like, yeah, do you want to try some? I'm like, oh, God, no. You know, just I was just wondering, does it look good? Never fails. They're always like, here, just let me cut a little piece and like try it. Not saying they're slurping up pasta and then they, you know, I'm eating after them. But it has happened since like looking back. I remember being in my 20s with Jamila, one of my best friends, and we'd go to a bar or something and she'd be like, girl, those garlic knots look really good. You know, watch this. And she'd ask the guys at the table next to us, are those good? Should we order those? Oh, here, try them. Like we always got free food. Wow. So that's one way to do it. But it has come with me into my adult life, not where I'm asking because I want your stuff, but I find myself sharing a lot. So anyways, Chris and I are in New York And we wind up ordering because the previous table had something that looked good. It was amazing. They were right. So then the new set of people sit to the right and she asks, is that good? And I go, it's so good. You need to try it. And so I cut up some of the noodles before I had eaten it, like on that side. And I insisted on giving her some on her plate. She was so happy. Her husband came back from the bathroom and she was like eating our food. And he was like, what's going on? (laughs) And I'm like, here, you have some too. And so they ate our food. What do you think happened when their food came? They shared with us. And it's just like, we make friends like that. Every time I hang out with you, I realize well, you know me. How, how antisocial I am compared yeah. to you. So <laughs> I was like, because you know me, I ain't sharing my food. I'm like, so we're at date night the other night, Bestia, and there's a couple sitting next to us who we right. don't know. And, you know, same thing. It's like our first time. So I asked her, is it your first time? And she said, yes. Or she said, it's not my first time, but it's his. Right. The food's delicious. And I was like, oh, we were considering, you know, ordering that. And she's like, try it. Trust me. Try it. You're going to order your own. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. She goes, I insist. I was like, okay, this is my soul mate, table mate. Right. 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 So she gives us food. We wind up ordering some other stuff. It comes out. And I'm like, here, you need a slice of this pizza. It's really good. So we shared back and forth all night. I just want to know, are we the only people that do that? Because am I the only person right. that does that? Clearly, I'm not because lots of people share with me. I think you are in the you very never. S- small percentage. Let's see. I'm taking yeah. a poll. Well, because you are a, 
like I would say we're both extrovert. I mean, look, we have a podcast. Okay. So we, we, we I don't talk. think you have to be an extrovert to have a podcast. Uh, no, you don't. You could be an introvert that just happens to, to like, have good things to say right, behind and, an and, and, office door. And then you, you turn <laughs> off the microphone and you say nothing. Right. But, um, and you know, and, I, and I'll say that cause that's more of a social uh, okay. thing, like an environment, but I will say that you are far more friendly mm-hmm. than most people when it comes to strangers. Mm-hmm. Right. I and so I'm, I kind of have stranger danger, like, mm-hmm. uh, but you are like the more, the merrier, right. like, come on in, have some of our, you know, yeah. gumbo. Right. Like, it's yeah. just like this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. so I'm just like, going, I, I'm la- the whole time I'm laughing. I'm like, you okay. always come along for the and ride. I'm like, though. whatever. Yeah. And then they shared some food and I was like, that is fucking fantastic. And you fantastic. were like, thank you. Thank you. We wound up making friends And then with I them. couldn't wait to, to give back. Right. So I was like, okay, when we get the pizza, let's cut it up. Let's give it up. So, and so see, you did a good job. Right. But it's not inherently you're like right. well, my style of, of connecting with people. You're right. I make all of our friends. True. So we were vacationing in Greece a yep. couple of years ago. We, were meet, we met a couple that was staying at the same villa that we were staying we wind up talking by the end of the 10 minute conversation. We exchange, you know, Instagram turns into right. phone numbers. A couple months later, George and I are going to tour NYU in New York. They insist on letting us stay with them. I'm like, OK, sure. We're right. friends on social now. And so it never once crossed my mind. Oh, you shouldn't stay with these people because it's dangerous. And they are, you know, like right. you don't know them. I was like, I do know them. Like I I met them in person in another country and and then so when anyways, we get there, we're having dinner and she said, you know, my cousin thinks it's odd that you're going to stay with us. And I told her it's not odd. Like she's on social media. Like I see her life. <laughs> what do you think she's going to come and be a murderer in my right, home? Right. And so we wound up going on vacation with them right. you know, this past summer and they were lovely. But right. we would not have had those friends if it wasn't for me. Yeah. And what do you think that comes from? Have you always been like like super and I don't want to say extra because that's not the right word like friendly. super friendly and and like I I feel like I make friends um over time mm-hmm. right like you can make friends in, I don't think you have in, new friends and <laughs> I just I don't think you have new friends you're like Drake no I mean I've played golf and made friends but I haven't yeah, reached but, out to okay them. here's an example you've played golf right you've been uh, what do you put Grouped. into groups, yeah. right? Yep. And so you'll spend the whole day golfing, right. getting to know these four guys. You know all their names. You know what they do for a living, where they live. You have a great time. Everyone shares socials. You guys exchange phone numbers. Not one time have you ever reached out to them. Yeah. That's not a friend then. I got to work on that. Yeah, but don't you feel <laughs> like if you were like, hey, just want to let you know I'm free on Sunday. I'm going to be golfing. Like, are you guys around or in a couple of weeks? We Like, I guess if you meet someone that's intriguing enough to have a good time with at that time, then maybe they'd be intriguing enough to want to do it again. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, I follow up. So I'm just asking, like, what what is like, have you always been that way or is it just something that you grew into? To becoming more social like that. Um, I will say that in my early career as like a strong, independent woman, some of the feedback I got was like, oh, she's not approachable. She's intimidating. And so then I made it kind of my responsibility to go a little above and beyond because it's 
heartbreaking when people provide feedback to you, but that's not how your heart is. Mm. So I was like, okay, I have to go the extra mile to be a little more friendly and welcoming, probably more than someone else who's not as assertive, but that's okay. You know how powerful that is that someone gave you that feedback or told you that? Because, and this is odd, but I would say leaving high school, I remember, you know, you have everyone sign your yearbook. Mm -hmm. And I remember their phone numbers and you never called any of them. No, no. I remember like reading some of the messages from people that I rarely talk to mm -hmm. that just like for whatever reason, like, hey, can I sign your yearbook? Yeah. And they put in something to the effect like, uh, I wish we would have had a better relationship, but you were just so intimidating. Mm -hmm. Right. Or um, you, I didn't think that you would want to be my friend. And so it's interesting, like you learn why others haven't approached you mm -hmm. and either for me it just was like hey i you know whoever would approach me i would be open to like connecting with but it's interesting that if you don't have that feedback you have no idea how you're perceived yeah and so so many people want to connect with you but there is a barrier that they have for themselves because of you know many different things. And, they, and I was good at basketball, so they made, they thought, oh, you were popular or you were handsome, whatever the case may be, and they felt that there was a bit of intimidation there. Yeah, I think we're talking about two different things, though. You're popular, you're an athlete, they're intimidated. Well, I'm talking about just being a woman in leadership, say. No, Isn't I know it's the same thing because I'm saying like someone gave you perspective that mm -hmm. you were able to action on and say, oh, okay, it, that's the perception, and so I need to adjust this yeah. to make people feel welcoming. But I know lots of people that would say, well, that's a you problem. If you're intimidated by me and you want to write me off before getting to know me, um, you know, that's your loss. And th there's truth to that. Absolutely. But because I'm a kind the kind of person who likes connection and I like friendships and I like, um, you know, relationships, I took it as an opportunity for me to say, well, what can I do to kind of break that barrier? And then I think I took it to the next level when I became an entrepreneur and every one of my employees jokingly one day was like, yeah, you were scary as hell. Like mm. when you first interviewed me, when I first started working for you and I was like, okay, well help me understand this though. So I'm intimidating. I'm scary. Did I ever make mean faces? Like, cause I'm always smiling. I'm always, you know, welcoming. And they're like, it's just something about you. That's like, it's just, you know, you're radiating too much positivity or like uh, confidence. And it, it's like a lot sometimes. Mm. And so that's something yeah, that's I think huge. as a woman raising three daughters, that's something that can be difficult to kind of coach a woman on because you don't want to make women like dim their light so that way other people don't feel intimidated. And I don't know that I've done the best job, but we have raised really great, smart, strong willed, you know, individual thinker thinking women. And they have gotten feedback from boys as they get older. Like, I liked you for three years, but I was too intimidated to approach you because right. you're, you're intimidating. And so I've had to kind of coach our daughters through that over the years. Like, intimidating can be a them problem, but it could also be something that you try to work on to be more welcoming. But don't make yourself dumb so that way right. a, a guy feels comfortable to step to you, you know? Yeah. But, you know, so I guess that, that that's a good segue to, to the episode because we're talking about like mentorship. Right. And so someone providing that level, because if you didn't have someone to say, hey, you kind of come across as intimidating, mm -hmm. you may want to be mindful of it. Right. right. 
you may not have made an adjustment and you've been wondering why people don't want to connect with you or why you're not being approached, yeah. right? And so I think that that is, is huge because I think that without that perspective, someone, you know, having the courage, having the, the, the credibility with you to say, here's my observation. Yeah. And I think you just need to be mindful, changed everything for you. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good segue. Can I set up what yeah. we're talking about? So yeah. we were on the phone the other night um, <laughs> and you know, it's kind of like our routine. Like right. you leave work, you call. If I'm in the middle of something, I'm like, okay, you're on your way. Love you. See you. I'm cooking dinner, whatever. Right. right. But you'll usually check in like right when you get in the car or something. And so this week, last week was a little different because we're, you were late staying later to pick Jordan up from school late. Right. right? And so um, we were talking on the phone, kind of wasting time. And I said, you know, pick up some food for Jordan, because when you pick her up at nine o'clock, she's going to be really hungry. Right. So you said, OK, I'm going to go to Tender Greens. Right. So you go to Tender Greens. We're talking this whole way. Like so the entire I time know, I'm getting on the car. For those that don't know, like Eddie works like in near a mall. Right. right. And so like you usually walk through and I can kind of visualize it. And then you walk through the parking lot, you get in your car. But sometimes you'll stop and you'll get food at the actual mall so right. i don't know if you're walking through or whatever we're right. just so we're having this conversation about something totally different and then i hear someone say hey excuse me um they somehow they stop you and you said hold on honey no i didn't even say hold on so i, I have my air airpods in and i'm talking to you and i get approached from behind you someone says hey excuse me sir right and then um, I think you, I, I assume that you hear this person because right. you at stopped some talking. Point you, I did stop talking, but at right. some point you were like, uh, hold on, like quickly. Like you kind of right. just said But it he to didn't me. hear me. Right. right. I don't know what he heard. Right. But I just heard that someone interrupted you. Let's right. just say that. So you're in the food place. <laughs> I mean, yeah. someone stops you. They interrupt you. We're in a conversation. And so I hear that someone stopped you. I'm assuming Maybe one of your employees caught up to you and wanted to right. ask you something. So then the converse, I just was like quiet, like letting you do your thing. Really, I had you on speakerphone, so it didn't bother me that you weren't talking to me. I was just doing my thing. And then I couldn't really hear what they were saying, but I heard, you know, my girl, this and that. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, this is weird. Someone really needs Eddie's advice, right? And so I kind of walked away from the phone and I come back to the phone a couple minutes later and I'm like, I'm just going to hang up because whoever it is obviously needs to talk to you. But I must have sat there like on speaker for maybe five minutes or yeah, so. You did. And then I was like, OK, I don't need to be a part of this. I couldn't even hear what he was saying. I oh, wasn't I thought attention. you could. Okay. No. So I hung up and then you call back 20 minutes later <laughs> and you were like, sorry about that. I said, oh, did one of your employees find you? And you said, no, I did not know that guy at all. <laughs> But he asked me for some advice and I was like, what do you mean? So that brings us to today's topic of conversation. Right. So, yeah. And so, so how did he approach you? Yeah. So we're talking. I'm in Tender Greens, which is a restaurant in California. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, I order my food um, and I, I after I order, I'm walking towards the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm in the hallway walking to the bathroom and then this young, uh, tall kid. Mm -hmm stops me and says, hey, sir, um, can I ask you something? And I was like, sure. He goes, I don't have a, a mentor, but I need some advice. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> and so he's like, he's talking a little bit about his life. He's just like, you know, I made some mistakes, you know, and I'm trying to rebuild my relationship with my girlfriend and she's just not trying to hear it. And we have a kid together 
and you know I, I had to go to jail for a little while because I made some mistakes, but I'm I'm like my life is clean, and I'm good now, and you know, and I'm living in a really tough neighborhood, but I'm just trying to make it through. But like, how do I like get my girl to know that I'm working hard? How do mm-hmm. I show her that I'm on a different path because right. it doesn't seem like she's giving me a chance? Mm-hmm. And I was like. Okay, that's right. a big question, my friend. So time out. If you're not following a random stranger random. who happens to work at the restaurant that you're at, right. sees you, and I'm thinking that he sees like, you know, a nice looking, uh, approachable, right. professional black man. And he also was a young black man. And he says, I don't have a mentor. Literally stops you. Stops says, me. I don't have a mentor, but you kind of look like you got your shit together. <laughs> I need some advice. <laughs> and and it is, it's a, such a bizarre thing because like, I, I'm, I, this, I have not said anything to anyone. So right. I haven't made myself appear to be anyone of any right. type of substantial knowledge or understanding or like, like or or that I have kids or mm-hmm. anything. And maybe he just had a really good way of assessing. Maybe he saw my wedding ring on. Mm-hmm. Maybe he saw that, you know, I was well-dressed. I carried well, myself, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so he took that maybe as... Maybe you look like money. <laughs> right. You look oh, yeah. like success. Exactly. Oh, God. No, um, but it's something he took from that where he's, his intuition said, this is a person I should ask mm-hmm. for help. So we chatted for a while. We ended up walking into the bathroom. because He, he said, thought, can I talk to you in the bathroom? And I was like, uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> and so we walk into the bathroom and we start talking. So we go on and on and I, and I try to help him as much as possible. Then he gets a phone call from his, from his job. And he's like, oh my God, I got to get back to work. Yeah, and we have he been t- actually works He there. was working. And, and he wasn't on a break or talking anything. for like 20 minutes oh, yeah, in yeah. the bathroom. And his boss is like, bro, where, where are, are you? Right. So then he just cuts the conversation. Like can't yeah. really get a bunch of advice. I mean, I gave him as much as I, as yeah. I could. And so it, it ended at the right time. But I just thought that was an interesting thing. So I called yeah. you and said, I-, I thought you can hear what he was saying. Yeah. So I thought you were interested because you stopped talking immediately. Uh-huh. And so um, it-, it was just one of those things. So we were tired of chatting about it. I was just like, one, what great self-awareness. And talking to him, he had really great self-awareness. Because and, but, he knew that he was the problem in this situation. Right. And he's yeah. trying to make a comeback, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and trying to regain something that he has lost. So that was a really good insight for him. But also the courage to ask for help, yeah. right? Especially from a stranger. I mean, I don't know for the people listening, like how many people, how many people would actually say, "I'm going to go to this stranger right here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, I don't, I don't need, I don't know what's going on, how I fix this thing, but you look like someone that could probably provide some perspective for me." Yeah, I. I mean, I found it really remarkable that he was like, I don't like where I'm at. I right. shoot my shot. This guy looks like he could help me. What I wonder what he was thinking, like what he saw in you. But I think he was like, OK, this guy looks successful enough. He looks I think you're right. The wedding ring, you know. Yeah. Maybe he put nice, all, dr- all those dress things. nice. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is like we coach a lot of people and then there's people that we want to coach. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're just not ready. Right. Right. And so I was like curious of like, what was it in this man's life? And he told me, but I've seen people who have bigger problems Mm -hmm. and still not reach out and ask for help. You guys, he's talking about some of our family members. Right. I'm just, just saying, yeah. And and like, not like what was interesting to me, and this is so important is he was clear on what the problem was, what the root cause of the problem was which I think is super important. And he wasn't chasing the symptoms of things that are happening in his life. He was like, I'm trying to solve 
how I rebuild this relationship with my, my knowing that I created these things. Well, I think what's great about how he approached it, you said he had good self-awareness, but he wasn't making himself the victim. No, you know? no. He wasn't like, yeah, I messed up one time and my girl won't take me back. And you know, like, what, what do I do to get her to listen? Yeah. We we have family members that, you know, everything is someone else's fault. And this kid is saying, you know, I've made some bad choices. What can I do to get myself back on track? 100%. And I think that um, that person is looking for a way out. They're willing to take responsibility and say, I'm willing to be desperate and talk to a stranger about my situation because anybody could provide some, you know, um, advice on how to get out of this. And right. so I thought it was really great, which led us to a conversation of, you know, have you ever asked a stranger for advice? I, I think the closest thing that I can think of where I would come close to that is I've been to many conferences, heard many keynote speakers, many people, whether they're, you know, influencers or gurus or coaches like share a story, mm -hmm. share, share a perspective, share something. And if it's been something that I need at that moment, I will be the first to run to the stage yeah. after and be yeah. like, hi, I just wanted to let you know, my name is Janelle Copeland. Like, you know, this really stuck out to me. What books do you recommend? Like where, can, like I want more. And so I am the crazy that will like run to the stage and be the first to say, thank you so much for that. What else do you recommend for next right. steps? Which is totally in line to sharing food. Like yeah, you well, think about, you <laughs> it's like full circle. Yeah. But that, 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 that willingness to want to connect uh, and be vulnerable uh, it, it pretty early in any type of relationship, I think you possess. I don't necessarily have that. No, you don't. No. <laughs> you never run to the stage. <laughs> I never. Run, I'm not a person that runs to the stage, and I and I can't say that I'm most. I'm the most comfortable being vulnerable with someone I don't know. Right. Right. And so, and I'm not saying one is good and one is bad. And I'm sure there are major benefits to running to the stage. And then I think that there's times where you, you know, there may be times where you want to be less vulnerable because maybe you still need to figure out what the root cause of the problem is. Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever the process is. But I think that we come from two different perspectives when it comes to that. Well, can I tell you why I run to the stage? Because uh, pertaining to this topic, I haven't had a lot of great mentors. Mm. And so I think that if you're listening to this and you're like stuck in an area of life, like maybe it's your finances need improving. We've been there, right? Maybe it's your relationship or your marriage just doesn't seem to be on track and you need some advice. Like the couple we met at Bestia, the restaurant we were just at, asked us because they were newly dating. You right. guys seem like you've been together for a long time. What relationship advice do you have? And we were like, let us break it down for you. Yeah. Right? Like we wish that someone would have given us this these bits of information. So here you go. Like, you know, do what you will with it. So I haven't had a lot of great mentors. So when I started exposing myself to listening to speakers or, you know, whether they were motivational speakers or teaching or training or something, um, I was like, okay, I need more information from that person. Right. And so, you know, the kid that ran up to you and asked you, I would say, he said, I don't have a mentor, so I need someone, right? I think that there is a lot of power in asking someone who you think can help you for help. Also, I think it's fair to say that I don't have a problem ever asking for help. Right. Like no. there are a lot of women that we coach in business that are just like, I, you know, I, I don't want to bother people. And, and meanwhile, you're like barely keeping your head above water because you don't want to inconvenience people and ask them to help you. 
but you really need help. To yeah. me, I find that crazy because I just I've always needed help of some sort. And I have found that when I ask and raise my hand and open my mouth, people generally want to help you. Yeah. And I think when I see you do that, to me, one of the things that crosses my mind is that you have a strong, healthy sense of entitlement, right? And that can sound bad. <laughs> no, no, I but said it strong. Sa- it can sound bad to Healthy some people, yeah. sense of entitlement. And the reason why that's important is because you find yourself from a self esteem having value mm-hmm. and being significant. And because of that, you, your, your being and your, your existence in the room is important and you know that you belong there. But also, you know that you have a voice and you know that I, I need to ask for help to extract something because I'm a person of value and I'm a person that's worthy of this, whatever you're going to tell me. Mm-hmm. Because I think that sometimes people don't find, like when we talk about all the time where we take the kids to the doctor and when they were young, we had them speak. Right. Because that grows their sense of entitlement that I'm going to the doctor. The doctor should be ready and willing to take my questions. Yeah. I'm going to a conference and someone is delivering a speech. They should be ready and willing to take my questions. Yeah. Because that is the position they're putting themselves in. And also there this is their act of service. So I'm continuing that act of service by acting. I don't like the entitlement, um, you know, but entitlement, but entitlement means that there's a self worth, there's a self value that you have. Yeah, but I don't think that if you stand important. up and you're giving a speech, then you owe it to me to answer my question. No, it's not about owing it to you. But what I'm saying is, is that knowing that your question is worthy to mm-hmm. be answered, right? If I'm like, because I think sometimes people see people on stage, they see their doctor as mm-hmm. a sense of authority. Mm-hmm. But because they see them as a sense of authority, they see themselves as inferior. Mm. And so because you, you see yourself as inferior, an inferior person doesn't ask for questions, yeah. ask questions, right? So I think that that's just my interpretation yeah. of how that see that. Because I think sometimes people do have a negative connotation for entitlement because they go too far. Yeah. Where it means I, I what everything I step, uh, everything I touch, I own. It's mine, right? And that's a that's an unhealthy sense of entitlement. See, mine. I think if I peeled back the layers, I think it's a bit of scarcity. To be honest, it's like I might not have the opportunity to ask anybody these questions, and you seem to be the expert. And so right now that I have the opportunity, I've got to ask you. Hmm. So it's more like out of desperation. I don't want to lose this moment. So it's like the epitome of like, I'm going to shoot my shot. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that, oh, this person is like uh, the expert. And then I value myself. I look at them as like, they're the expert. They may have the solution to the problem that I have. And so I just got to shoot my shot. Yeah. But yeah. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. You know, and I think either way, it moves you to action. Yeah. Right. And so I think that that that's super important. I think for me, when it comes to mentorship, I'm always questioning things. Right. And so there are times where someone gives me um, a suggestion or and then I immediately get into because I you know this about me. I like really um, d- to debate and to beat an idea until I can come out with like my uh, resolution or understanding that's deeper than just the superficial. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I know if I'm going to ask a question, then I'm going to want to, I'm going to counter like, well, if if that's the case, then what about this? Mm -hmm. Right. And nobody wants to do that. Right. (laughs) I don't want to do that a lot of the times and I'm your wife. We literally had a debate you guys before the podcast started. I asked him, I said, if we're going to do an episode on mentorship, who's your mentor? You don't have a mentor. Like, 
who would you consider a mentor? And, and I know, named some people. I, I no. mean, you named your boss. Right. You named, you know, a couple of people. But then you were like, you know, my books. I'm like, okay, your library doesn't count. The definition <laughs> of a mentor is a trusted advisor that provides guidance based on their expertise. Right. So a book is giving you like kind of a play by play of, you know, here's what you should do. It's left up to interpretation. So your little brain can kind of compute and calculate and do what you want with it. Mm -hmm. But I think a mentor, there's power in a mentor because a mentor has done what you're asking, you know, or you're trying to do and they're advising you and guiding you. And sometimes you don't want to hear it, but that's the point of a mentor. Yeah. And so where we kind of uh, differed on that, like I see a mentor of anything that can provide mentorship. And typically a mentor usually comes from someone that is close to being a peer of yours, where they're giving you guidance on something that is in real time. But also, I also see as a mentor as a person that doesn't necessarily have skin in the game, whether or not they you succeed or not, right? So, but for example, are we if I agreeing that it's a, still a person, well, I'm saying that mentorship can come from many different ways. It, to me, it can come from if I watch the Push podcast and I look at Eddie and Janelle as mentors because I see what they're talking about. They talk to some of the problems that I'm going through mm -hmm. and they give me guidance. But we don't have any skin in the game of whether or not someone actually, you know, changes or improves on something. Where I see a, like what we do with our students is we coach, like we have skin in the game. We want to see them improve. Mm -hmm. Where they, they have to come back to us and talk about what they've done. To me, that's a coaching thing. Versus a mentor is like, I can give you guidance, but I don't have skin in the game whether or not you succeed or not. Okay, but it's still a person. It could be a person, but okay. it could also to Semantics. me. Semantics. Really? But it could be this to me. Yeah. But it could also to me, it could be a book. And the reason why is this. I find really great mentorship on things that I read. The reason why I do is because I don't like, I am a person that is easy to persuade because I persuade, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a person that can do I don't me. think you're easily persuaded. Let me hear, hear me out. If someone tells me a story, mm -hmm. if someone's on television, if someone's on a podcast and they have a captivating way of speaking, mm -hmm. right? And they talk to some about a particular situation or a particular topic and they're really persuasive and influ influential, it can become a bias for me in how I'm listening to it okay. in a way that actually sways me to not think about the thing critically. So what I mean by that is when I read a book, I'm reading it in my own words, and then I can cross-examine it, and I can be critical of what I'm reading so that I can come up with my own this, like feelings and ideas about whatever I'm reading, which helps me. Right. So if I listen to someone on a podcast and they're talking about anything, right? They could be talking about leadership. They could be talking about life. And the way that they're saying it is so influential. I can walk away going, well, that's the truth. Mm -hmm. To me, that's not mentorship for me. Mentorship is like, okay, I hear that, but my question is, is this, and I want to question that. But sometimes when you're persuaded, you don't have questions because you've already made up your mind. But if you had a mentor that was an actual person, you'd be able to have these conversations and actually do the debating, which you love so much. I, I'm not saying that, that that I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. I'm saying why I find mentorship in books and reading. Well, okay, so this is where the debate came from, <laughs> is that, again, the definition of a mentor is a trusted advisor and someone that is providing guidance and advising you. Now, we don't always have access to mentors, period. Mm -hmm. So that was me, younger life, right? Yeah. Um, now I have like a cousin who has had a really successful business. I would consider her a mentor 
in the business arena. Like if I needed some business advice, I was trying to grow my company, I could contact her. Um, I have another friend who's, you know, great in real estate. If I needed some mentoring on investment properties, I would go to her. So now there are different mentors as I'm older and mm-hmm. I have relationships. There are different people I would tap into for different things. 100%. But if you're listening to this, which we would have, you know, heard a message like this, let's say 10 years ago and said, well, I don't have anyone to help mentor me. We would have said that. Mm-hmm. And that's when the collection of the library started That's when we started listening to podcasts. That's when we started attending conferences. And so I want to give you just eight really quick things that take the place of a mentor if you don't have access to a mentor. But I think that if you did any of these things, they would reveal actual live mentors Uh that you could then start to even (laughs) peer-to-peer mentor each other. So number one, I like how she said live, right? Like so, living and breathing. This is like breathing. a debate for thirty minutes before we started the podcast. I'm like, okay, are you not understanding that I'm asking you a mentor? Who do you have who's a trusted advisor that you go to for advice? I think it's important to note that if you don't have anyone, these are some things that you can do to put yourself in a few different situations where you can have access to live people mm-hmm. because we could ask Google, we could ask chat GPT, you could ask all the books, but I think that there's power in having some accountability and peer to peer mentorship and having conversations and debates in real life. Right. Oh, would you agree? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Okay. So number one, if you don't have access to a mentor, you could dive into self-education Self-education is the internet. You know, there's so much information available just at your fingertips. Now you can take online courses. You can listen to webinars. A lot of this stuff is free. Tutorials. You can invest in educational platforms like Coursera. You could take a course from us, which we've helped thousands of students grow their business with our course, Passion to Profit. We have been mentors to them. Um, so whatever you can do to deepen or enhance skills or knowledge in a particular area, you could utilize self-education. The next one is networking. So attending industry events, you could join professional organizations, participate in online forums, communities related to whatever it is that you're interested in or trying to get better at. An example would be I told someone the other day, I think I'm going to join like a Toastmasters group. I want to get better at delivering a message. I could read all the books I want on delivering a speech, but going to a group like Toastmasters where there are live people listening, you can see the audience reaction. They provide feedback. That becomes like a mentor peer-to-peer type of learning situation where I think in-person is beneficial. Do you agree? <laughs> I think I, I agree. You wouldn't want to do something like no, that. No, I, I, yeah, I would. I mean, I, I agree. I also just think that you can, I, there are books in that we have about speaking. You can take one or two of those tactics and you can go and speak and then actually try out those things and get the same response. Um, that you would get if you were to go to a Toastmasters. Yeah, I'm not I'm saying looking one- for an expert to provide advice, not just some random Joe that's like, hey, can you sit down so I can tell you this and then you let me know how it feels. Like there's something to be said for getting expert advice. Yeah. I- okay. Moving on to the next thing, reading books. Books, uh-huh. articles, blogs can provide obviously a ton of knowledge, 
I'm going to tell you some of these books behind me have changed our financial trajectory. Some have changed our marriage, the way that we parent, the way that we run our business, like different ideas have been born from these books. So when we had no real life mentors, then, you know, you get tons of information from books and blogs and articles and stuff. Another one is podcasts and TED Talks. We like consume those like water. Um, lots of people watch lots of television. We watch TV in the evening just to kind of wind down. But throughout the day, we are sharing TED Talks, podcasts, like different things, YouTube videos. These platforms are generally free. They provide expert advice in various fields. People get to share their knowledge and experiences and expertise, and you can try on different perspectives and mm -hmm. stuff. The next one's peer mentorship. So if you can't find a traditional mentor, you can consider forming like a peer-to-peer -peer mentor group. Um, this is where you can provide feedback and support and advice. I think that there's so much power in that. So again, if you were to invest in um, Passion to Profit, our, our course that we offer, right? We become your mentors, but we put you in a community and we encourage you to seek out peer-to-peer -peer mentorship as well. Because I might only have one perspective, but this whole community can tell you what their ideas are and generally we'll come up with something better together in a community. 100%. Next thing is coaching, uh, which we offer lots of coaching, especially for small businesses. So if you're willing to invest and hire a professional coach, this can just save you so much time and speed and headache. And then you get obviously guidance and advice that could be priceless depending on what you're trying to grow or gain coaching in. And then the next thing would be online mentoring um, platforms. So different websites, LinkedIn, um, what is it? Reddit offers tons of things. Like you could subscribe to a ton of different platforms that obviously, not obviously, that update you regularly on certain topics that you're trying to get better at. Money would be one of those things. And then the last one is self-reflection, which I think the guy that approached you had done a lot of self-reflection to gain some really great self-awareness to understand that he was actually the problem and now I need somebody to advise me on what I can do to get out of this. And so websites, and, again, like LinkedIn. Um, well, or, let me just, and I think the self-awareness thing is, is powerful because I think, you know, all of these things are really great. And some of these things are accessible to, to, to people and some are not, right? So some people are in environments where, like this young person was, they approached me, where there does not seem to be an, a, a obvious mentor, right? And so your self-assessment and being able to either write down in a journal and read some of the things can be really great mentorships for yourself because you can identify some of the problems that you may have. You can come up with some solutions to figure those things out. Uh, and I think those are really powerful. And so I think that like I guess that's where I, I would say that I have in my life felt like I did not have always a obvious mentor. Mm -hmm. And so I have been really comfortable with like my own thoughts, but also with reading and things of that nature to pull and extract mentorship from those things. So I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm not but saying one could argue to say that like, well, maybe you're not coachable then because you have, but that's different. Solicited information, but that's, but that's, guidance. but that's different because coaching is a very, very distinct act. That's different than mentorship. 
Coaching is, I know I'm, I'm saying, hey, here's a specific thing we're working on. I'm going to observe you. I'm going to give you feedback. I'm going to give you tactics and, and different ways to improve your skill set. I'm highly coachable mm -hmm. because that's the thing that I look for most is I want the, the feedback. I want someone to assess. I want those things. Those are the things that I'm, I thrive off of mm -hmm. because being an athlete, right? Coaching was part of it. So you learn to be really coachable really early on. Mm -hmm. Mentorship to me is a little, it's a distinctively different. But what I'm saying in, in that regard in is- In what way? Mentorship is one way is that sometimes it's not very specific. Sometimes you're part of a group, like some of the things that you read off. Sometimes you're not getting, that person doesn't have teeth in the game for what you're doing. So they're not observing everything that you're doing. Mentorship is like, I bring you something from my perspective and you give me some type of general guidance on based on what you know from your experience. Mm -hmm. Not, I saw you do this. I saw you do these things. Here's my assessment on that. So would you consider a therapist, a mentor or a coach? Because I know a therapist is of... A therapist is definitely a mentor okay. because a therapist is only working off of their your perspective that you tell them mm -hmm. mentors are only working off of what you tell them coaches are working off of what they observe and see and hear and and feel based on what you're doing okay so, so there's an intimacy to a coaching that you that is hard to get for a mentor well i think that the point is is like this comes down to personal preference and semantics i think that having a mentor is someone that I can pick up the phone or have access to that will provide me some sort of guidance based on their experiences. And like, again, the definition, it says, you know, the goal of having a mentor is to gain insights and learn from someone else's experiences. Even without a formal mentor, though, you can still achieve learning um, through all of the various resources and strategies that we yeah. use. So and I, think, I th think that they are different, but they fall under the umbrella under pers of personal development. Right. So for you example, you are growing personally, you're right. getting better at something. I think really, I mean, we're giving you a list of eight different things that you can do to kind of grow and mentor yourself in some cases, all of them fall under personal development. But yeah. the original question was the guy approached you and said, I don't have a mentor no one to provide guidance. You look like a guy. Right. So I'm going to dump all my stuff on <laughs> you and I'm going to ask you. A hundred percent. And all I can go by is what he's telling me. Uh -huh. And so just like you just read in your, in your definition that a mentor is going to give you something from their experience. Mm -hmm. That's what I was able to do. Right. To be really distinctive, uh, distinctive, a coach is not using their necessary, their experience necessary. They're, they're using their experience to guide what they're observing to help you improve. Okay. Right? So there's a very different relationship there. So I think it's important for people to know the difference because some people may be listening to this and they need a coach. They mm -hmm. need someone that's going to assess them, right? On a regular basis where some people need a mentor, right? And a mentor is going to be someone that you can have dialogue with mm -hmm. that's sharing stories, that's sharing experience. And you're pulling from that as mentorship to make adjustments in your life, mm -hmm. right? Either way, to your point, it's going to be personal development. You're going to improve, hopefully, if you're putting the things into action. But they're two different relationships. Okay. So coach or mentor, doesn't matter. It's a person. <laughs> uh, the list I gave you is a list of eight different ways that you can kind of grow yourself if you don't have access to a mentor or a coach. Yeah. And so I think if I were listening to this and 10 years ago, I felt like I didn't have access, I would say, okay, I'm going to start with self-education. I'm going to start by signing up for some courses. Maybe there's some events that I can go to. There are definitely some books that I can read. If I can't afford to get books and courses, then I'm going to start with 
with YouTube channel stuff that's 100%. free, podcast stuff. So I think you could, uh, and, and honestly, this is exactly what we did to really dive into personal development. So we will list the list in the show notes, um, but let us know, like, do you have a mentor? Do you have a coach? Do you have a therapist? Who do you go to to seek advice from or guidance? And then also, which of these categories are you leaning into regularly, especially if you're struggling with something, yeah. whether it be your finances, your relationship, your relationship with your kids, you know, um, your career aspirations, like who are you going to or where are you getting advice or guidance from? to get better and to continue to up level your life. That's yeah. what the push podcast is about is about constantly pushing you to do not to do more, but to do better. Right. And so I hope that this episode helped you. Um, I want to know who your mentor is. I want to know who you're taking advice and guidance from, but I also want to know what you're doing to put your next step in front of the next. Put yeah. Your and, foot in front of the next. And if I, I can give any advice, like be really obsessed with the root cause and not the symptoms. Because I think sometimes when you find a, a mentor, you can be bringing it to them symptoms and you're trying to solve for symptoms. The problem when you solve for symptom is the pain goes away, but the problem still exists. Mm -hmm. And that can be lead you to an, uh, you know having disillusion to what is actually going on. And so I think it's just super important for you to like understand like, hey, here's my root cause. And, and sometimes you could do that by asking yourself why. Why is that the case? Mm -hmm. Why am I having a difficult time with this relationship? Why? And, and so then you do that and you find out, okay, here's my root cause. Now I can find and ask the right question to a mentor. Well, so we'll wrap with an example of this morning. We had a coaching call with our students who are all business owners. And we were talking about staffing. You know, I can't find any good employees. I have such high turnover. People keep quitting. As a coach, I said, I'm just going to let you know that in my experience, it comes from poor leadership. You probably don't know how to ask really great interview questions. You don't know what the skills are that you're looking for, the characteristics and employees when you're right. interviewing them. So you're probably not asking the right questions. Therefore, you're hiring based on, you know, personality or you like them they were 100%. outgoing and so i think you probably don't know how to properly hire and that's why people wind up leaving that was more of a coaching thing but she was looking for mentorship around you know just here's my problem maybe you can tell me why people in 2023 don't want to work i'm like they want to work you're just not hiring the right people right right so anyways um yeah that was a really great conversation because the root cause is that you are now a leader in your business but you've never been trained on leadership so of course you don't know how to interview of course you don't know how to inspire someone or motivate them so you got to work on yourself before you can be really good at these things and then you will attract better employees. And right. she was like, Psh, right. Amazing. Like that. I didn't know that that was the root cause. She wanted us to treat the symptom. hundred percent. That's a great so, example. Um, yeah. Let us know if this episode served you. I hope that you got something great out of it. Obviously there's a debate here, <laughs> but I think it's good information for our listeners. Yeah. So. And either way, whatever, however you take this information, I think that the, at the end of the day, like, Working on your development as your personal development, whether it be for your career or for your business, is going to be super important in knowing that you, there are resources out there to, to make those types of improvements. Yep. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. Through. Take care.